getting dicey. <laughs> Okay, well, the last thing that happened, um, there were two things that happened right at the very end. Obviously, uh, everything faded to black for poor Merican. Um, and just as Strahd was about to launch a fireball uh, into the middle of the group, Baron stepped up and counterspelled yet again. Strahd showing some serious frustration on his face that he just he keeps trying to do this one thing and you just keep stepping in he is just st- across the room now baron he is just like shooting daggers at you not literal ones yeah, not yeah. not even magical ones he is just staring at <laughs> <Ice knife. laughs> he casts ice knife <laughs> don't cast ice knife <laughs> yeah, that was, using that counter spell was my last well my only six level <laughs> only six level slot. i don't tell that to stride you know, Did you fax all this to Reagan before we began? Um, here's a <laughs> complete a list call. of our strategies. <laughs> oh, we can just copy-paste that message. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was a coherent strategy to copy and paste. Well, um, thankfully, to start off tonight, it is Isaac's turn, and there's not much that <laughs> Isaac can do other than uh, see if he can fight back the sickening radiance yet again and he fails with a roll of 11 so he takes like 18 damage right we're still going from that original roll yeah unless you want me to re-roll it well how many dice is it look it's been like two it's been a week and a bit since you rolled it why don't we give one new roll and we'll take whichever is the highest okay oh that's generous um, yeah um we'll cast level is it at level four spell okay. i'll just cast it yeah yeah please Good roll, is it? Uh, roll 20 is saying 28. 28 radiant 28. damage. That's better. Can you explain to me how Sickening Radiance ends the life of a vampire spawn? I think the radiation will just end up over... I imagine that it is like a microwave. So if you remember Gremlins, <laughs> one of the Gremlins goes into the microwave and it gets turned on. It's just too much... And they're just getting cooked and cooked and cooked until finally they explode and the blood and pus and gristle splatter the walls. Okay, well that that is exactly what happens. This, a radi- sorry, Isaac has been sitting inside the sickening radiation for for a long time now. He has been unable to speak or show any emotion thanks to the paralysis of hold vampire keeping in place him in place over and over again and as you've all just seen Merican um, beaten to death by Strahd's hands and that your concentration is down that side of the hallway there is just an explosion of of guts and blood uh, that ha- appears behind the skeletons. And Baron, you look over and the only thing left lying on the ground now, am- amidst all of that blood and gore, is Isaac's large demonic hand, just limp Ooh. on the ground. Survived. It's the only part of him that survived. Hand. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I guess like half of the skeletons are just covered in it's, gore. Yeah. They've finally got a bit of extra like meat and, and uh, on their bones now. It's just someone else's. Can you make it canon that a piece of spleen like flew all the way across the room and just landed at Strad's feet? <laughs> right on Merican's back. That's a long, that's a long <laughs> way for a spleen to go. 
That's a hell just of an a, explosion. Uh, just I'm a not piece of spleen. Just a piece. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the explosion like coats like 30 feet of that, the western side of that hallway, and just extra little bits have just scattered. Both of his eyeballs, as they vibrate, <laughs> shoot out of his skull, and then he explodes. Perfect, perfect. One of, one of the eyes gets caught in one of your skeletons as well, so it's like... It's in the in, eye socket? <laughs> perfectly, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good. <laughs> 14 um, minutes to the first 1980s movie reference tonight. Gremlins popping up. At 14 minutes in. Perfect. Um, I think. Great year. Uh, it is uh, Petrina's turn, who, who, while she hasn't been caught up in the same emotion that um, Irina and Morley and Bill and Baron, you're all feeling with American lying dead in front of you, she, she turns that fury um, that's building within her, the, the fury she had for Rahadine. She aims that now um, directly at Strahd. Um, and she's she's a bit more calculating here, just with everything, with the spell slots that she's kind of burned through. She's going to cast a magic missile, because that's been working pretty well for her, uh, at level four. So that's five little orbs uh, appear around her hand and go to shoot out. Um, I just need to check something. Uh... Okay, cool. Um, Strahd now, this time, manages to cast a spell of his own, which uh, stops those magic missiles from just before they go to hit him. Um, and he casts Counterspell at the last minute. Um, counter counter spells. What's that? Um, yes. I was, I, was looking, I was looking this up, right? Um, you can't counter a Counterspell if you are the one doing the original spell casting. But you can, t- if someone else uh, sees someone about to counterspell, you can counterspell that. So if you've got... I'm not... Well, what level did she cast? Did How many of them shot out? Uh, she cast it at level four. Well, I won't. Okay. Um, so those, yeah, just before they hit, they just disappear. Um, and he, he hasn't taken his eyes off you that entire time, Baron. Uh, and it is your turn. Fuck him up. That's a little bit uncomfortable. Well, there's not so much fucking up I can do, unfortunately. Fuck my I... Do a can trip on him. Now's the time. <laughs> Now's the time. I'm afraid yeah. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what they want. Handsome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just embarrass him in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll see why he's I... so angry all the time. I'm going to cast Mind Sliver. Is just the cantrip. So we are going with cantrips? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've basically only got level four Don't slots sh- left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing? telling the DM how many resources we have? <laughs> well, he's not going to be a right? No, he's, he's too definitely, He would never do that. It's definitely not my um, role yeah. to utilize information I have to make a challenge for you, that's for sure. Um, so what does we intelligence save? Is that right? Uh, or is it not? Yeah, I think. Yeah, intelligence save of seventeen. Okay. You drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see, and uh, well, the upshot of this is, is a little bit of damage, but he needs to roll another thing. 
<laughs> like, it's a d6. Uh, just, uh. Okay, so the target must succeed on an intelligence saving throw or take 1d6 psychic damage um, and subtract a d4 from the next saving throw. So cool. he has rolled a total of 24. His streak of rolling high continues. Cool. He took 13 psychic damage. That's not bad for a cantrip. Well, he doesn't take any because he passed. Oh, he succeeded. Like oh, fuck. Well, he would have. It's just the good thing about that is that it wrecks him for his next saving throw if it hits. True. It didn't. Which it didn't. Okay. But that's okay. The skeleton, what are the skeletons up to? Uh, they are going to um, gonna move a little bit uh, in front of... One will go to the right of Irina. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just go behind Bill there and just blow Bill into the south. And they're going to shoot those and arrows at him. Okay. Are you with the sickening radiance? Is that a concentration, or is uh, or does that? Yeah. I, okay. Are you going to continue Enough concentrating on that, or? Yeah, until I don't need to. Okay. Uh, so here's three skeleton arrows, eight, sixteen, and eight. And none of those are a hit. <sighs> okay, that's me. All right, uh, Irina. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um. We do have some outstanding damage in the party, right? We could use Irina to give you some back, Baron. She ready in action to do that after someone else does something? Oh, I, I know what she'll do. Oh, no, that's very selfish. I was going to say, the minute she sees me get hurt, hasn't lost a single hit point, she casts Cure Wins on me. No, she doesn't do that. Um, Bill? Are you are you lacking HP? I am down by eighteen, and I have two temporary hit points as well. I think I'm okay. I, I'd I'd go with the ready and action plan. On American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irene is going to ready in action to if she sees any signs of life from American. Okay. Ca- Why are you grinning so evilly? God, it's the this is gonna go Joe totally was wrong. grinning, Baron was <laughs> grinning, I was just like, you you guys have been planning something. That's that's the only reason I'm grinning. That's it. That's the only reason. Yes. <laughs> that's the only reason. Right, I'm gonna wreck it. Um, Irina is kind of watching American's body like a hawk, hoping to see any signs of life. She knows that we've got a necromancer in the party. She knows that Bill's got holy divine intervention at the ready and if American should rise again um, Irene is going to shoot out the best cure wounds she can do which is level 2 Okay, Is that um, her last level 2 slot? It is Bill you're sounding a little tinny by the way I don't know if your microphone is uh, the right one selected um, Okay so she's readying a spell she's, we can do that yeah. uh, Perfect Bill over to you well, I sure hope this works then. <laughs> um, uh, Bill is going to run through the cloud of bats. Okay. Forgot presumably, bats. presumably I'm taking an attack of opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw one of them your way, I guess. Uh, a roll of a 17. Uh, 17's a hit. Uh, four piercing damage as you as you run through these bats. They just start biting away at you, what they can get a hold of. Okay. And I swear every time I go to update my hit points on roll twenty. Sorry, on uh, D and D Beyond, it doesn't work. Oh. 
Oh, done now. I always okay. have to reload the page. Oh, that's weird. Cool. So I'm going to keep running. Anything else happen on my way over? <laughs> no, but I like how, <laughs> how paranoid you are. No, nothing else happens. <laughs> so Bill is running across the room screaming, Mercano! And falls down to his knees, tears in his eyes, places his hands um, on American's shoulders, um, and just uh, says a prayer to the morning lord. Please, please bring her back. Please, I beg you. And he's going to cast River of Fire. And hope that it works. Oh, is there a chance it doesn't? Or Oh, I don't know. We don't know how... Um, things work in Barovia. Right, right. Um, so what's the oh, deal with the river? It doesn't give you any of the direction, any of the So you've got you've got a diamond, right, uh, that you bring out for this exact occasion, I assume? Correct. So a diamond with 300 GP, mm-hmm. my diamond is actually worth uh, 500 GP. Okay. Um, and, and we got given uh, 1,000 GPs worth of diamonds across american and i uh when we before we left for lucky okay cool brian that's right that's right um american we'll, we'll go over to you for a minute there so what's it so the deal is that if she comes back she gets one hit point is that right she will be on one hit point yeah okay so i touch a creature that's died within the last minute that creature returns to life with one hit point um okay. can't be cast on a creature that's died of old age and nor can I restore any body parts. Okay. Um, American, for you, the moment Strad, as you were fighting for your life uh, in front of Strad, that final hit comes down and everything just goes black. All feeling disappears. Um, and you feel, uh, you're not sure how much time has passed, but you feel what there is of what makes American American leave her body. Um and it's just it's a very ethereal feeling of of your soul being removed from from your physical essence uh, and you can see nothing but darkness for a moment um, anywhere that you everywhere that you are it's dark it's not pitch black but it's very dark and um, the longer you stay in it the more that you can now look over all of Barovia and you're seeing this strange ethereal darkness doming and clouding all of Barovia. Um, And you're naturally moving up towards it and you get to that point uh, where you reach that dome and and you find yourself um, unable to pass through it um, and and move on and you realise that this is how others have been forever trapped within within Barovia. Um, You can hear... Uh, the morning of Bill sort of just echoing around you. Um, and for a moment, there's just a pinprick of light on the other side of this dome. And it grows in, inside, in, in size. And it's just this brilliant sort of cool um, uh, white light, like a bluey white light. And it gets, uh, it grows. It like grows and forms sort of um, a larger sphere in front of you. And that takes form... Um, into this just youthful, ageless uh, female elf. And she's clad in this translucent gown 
um, that looks to be made of moonlight itself. Uh, and she places one of her ethereal hands on the dome and the darkness disappears around. Um, and you feel uh, an urge to reach out with some part of your soul. You don't even know what sort of form you are in right now, but you feel an urge to touch that hand. Um, and she speaks without moving her lips. You just hear her voice in your head. Um, You've come too far, American. I have much larger plans for you. And you recognize this as the words and the voice uh, as uh, it it connects with these um, visions that you've had of your time in Barovia. And you recognize now that this form and this voice is Sehanin Moonbow herself reaching out and touching you. And as she touches a part of your soul part of this moonlight wraps around your soul and you can hear Bill's voice echoing and you hear the small shattering of of a gem and your soul just shoots away from Sehanine Moonbow, back away and you've got this urge, you've got this urging to be where she is, you want to be with her, there's a feeling that your brother is there with her but she has plans for you and your crew need you back, They, they, they need you by their side and your soul shoots back down into the darkness but there is a glow surrounding you now and Bill, from your point of view, um there is now uh, the the white hero. I think it was the uh, winter that Mirican was in when she passed. The white here now has a, an ethereal kind of bluish glow as you as you finish your spell. Um, and as you, you you're almost forced to back away, and you you're sort of clearing your eyes through the tears as she just um, lifts up off the ground into a standing position and lands both feet on the ground in front of you, her eyes still closed. American, um, can you give me a D100, please? Oh, we can't hear you, sorry, you're uh, muted. There we go. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I was in the afterlife for a moment there. <laughs> but I had to turn. Okay, I'm rolling a D100. I said that was very intense. Oh! I rolled 94. American, with... Hopefully that's good. With this um, feeling, you, you're still not even sure where you, where you are, but you feel you feel powerful. You feel strong. You feel so much better than you probably ever felt in your time in Barovia. And you open your eyes, and there is just that sort of moonbeam glow to your eyes. Um, you don't get revived with one HP. You get revived with 94 points of health. And Strahd is looking at you furious. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't know. He has no idea how this could happen in his domain. Um, and for the first time, you see him literally shaking with maybe anger and maybe just a little bit of fear. Oh my! Wow. Uh, anything else from Bill? I actually. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to do one other small thing. Um, I'm just going to put my hand on uh, Morley's back this time and just say, give him hell, kid, and cast Bardic Inspiration, which lets him use a D10 to add to his attack roll or a saving throw, I think. Okay. Um, Strad. Oh, hold on. Oh, 
uh, arena's got that ready to action, of oh, course. Oh, yeah, to, um, yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> to cure wounds. <laughs> well, she looks at you and she's like, uh, you seem pretty good. <laughs> I guess I've committed to yeah. now, right? So I, I roll it. You can, you can roll it or you can just burn the spell. It's up to you. It's not going to heal Murakin Can she much, roll but... it on anyone else? No, that would be cheating. Never mind, I'm not cheating like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 94 plus 12. <laughs> we'll say the 12 <laughs> kicked in first, so she, so Irina feels like she did something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, What is Strahd going to do? Shit. Give up. That's his turn. He shits. I he surrender just... unconditionally. <laughs> um, What's Strahd going to do? Shit. <laughs> I take it back. I didn't taunt the Lord of Darkness. <laughs> but I take no, it okay. Back. All right. What Strad does, shaking with absolute fury with what is in front of him, he shouts now. Um, he, he, he just shouts. Uh, it's like the first time you've seen him so angry. It's, it's almost just sounds and, and no words being formed as he tries to strike out at you, Merican. Um, and it's a miss. It is a miss. Uh, Morley, over to you. Wow. Uh, Can Morley. I say that I did like one of those micro dodges? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> What's a micro dodge? Just a real small. I don't know. Just a real small one. <laughs> like one of those things they show in slow mo on TV. It's like it doesn't look like she. Yeah, just like. Oh yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an it's an anime a lot. Morley just seeing seeing Merican like hit the ground and then Bill run over and then Merican rise up again. Like Morley's feeling a lot of lot of emotions right now, okay. Um, but mostly like hugely invigorated and like will just give anything to, to end Strad's life and, and he screams at, at Strad, Go to hell and fires up the sunblade again, obviously. Mm. Um, trying to slash it up his guts this time. Okay. Um, and I'll be adding a 10 to this, won't I? Adding a D10 to this. You, you can choose to add a D10 depending on what the roll looks like. Yeah, you probably you don't, oh, really? You don't have to You don't have to if you don't want I don't, to. I don't think I will because it's a, a critical hit. Mm. Damn, that is a good time. <laughs> oh! That is a damn good time for a crit success on a, uh, on a roll. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. double dice, which it's rolled for you there. So Yeah. And you've got... Dare I say it, you've got a friend within five feet of your target. You you dare say it. You're right to say it. You, you dare to dream. And so, so as Morgan rips the sunblade up him, he kind of flips it around as well and sort of comes back across his chest um, doing... It's not too bad. 23 additional damage across that scarred. So that is... As I like to call him. 50 total damage... Whoa! Do you wanna, it hasn't killed him, but I want you to describe it. Um, like what? I, I want you to describe Strad's reaction to this. Um, as the as the sunblade enters, kind of at the the belly area through his like his clothing, it, you just start to see like his clothing on fire, but also his skin underneath start to sizzle and pop and burst, and and Strad rocks his head back and screams into the air and then as that second blade comes back across the shoulder more kind of of that black thick blood starts to seep out and and Strad starts like 
the his voice is hoarse with screaming it's like a scream but it starts to get hoarse yeah he is he that hurt you've dealt two blows with a sunblade that have really brought him down in um quality of life i would say um and relative <laughs> clean <laughs> yeah, yeah. You they may... include the extra uh, thing for the critical yeah, it rolled it automatically. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so. There's 12 radiant damage. There was 17 slashing damage. 15. There was 23. 15. Sorry, that's that's correct. Um, yeah. So yeah, so 27. The maths there. 27 total damage, then 23 from the sneak attack, boosting it up to 50, 50 points of total damage. Um, all of which is the type of damage Strad doesn't like. So yeah, he's. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> is there anything else you want to do on your turn, Morley? Yes, there is. Morley disengages as a bonus action mm. um, and takes one step back to be just a little bit further away, hoping to be out of the range of those claws that he's using. Okay. Uh, he uh, He's going to, while he's screaming, holding, holding the open wounds tracking down the front of him, uh, shifts through the stonework and disappears beneath the floor. Guy, it's not even his turn, is it? Job done, everyone. Looks like he's dead. Hey. He gave up. It's as good as a white flag. All right, let's go home. <laughs> Does he look cool when he's doing it? Like he used to look cool. He's like, expression is this like him going down like oh, oh he does not look cool at all it's um it's it's he no he doesn't look cool he's bleeding goo everywhere he's screaming as he goes and the moment that his face uh traverses through that stonework the screaming is now echoing throughout the the hallway that you're in sorry ignore that i misclicked on my character I, sheet i can't ignore that bill there's no way i can ignore synaptic stack um <laughs> <laughs> it is the bats turns that just continue pestering people of which case they're going to start trying to bite at Petrina um, Petr- if we get TPK'd by the bats that won't be yeah. uh, Petrina <laughs> takes five damage uh, from the bats biting at her, and she's just like screaming obscenities at them. But this is like the first. I mean, she, she's other than like most of the words out of her mouth. Other than the screaming, she's being very composed. But these little, these bats and the fury that she's in, she's finally seeing a little bit of um, salt to her words. Those bats have hurt us worse than Isaac. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> um, American, mm. it's your turn. All right. So American's just been raised from the dead. So that just that's probably the most crazy thing that's ever happened to her in her life. Mm. Um, so she's sort of sitting there, standing there, stunned. Uh, no trace of the frantic rage of the bear that she was moments ago. Um, more an uncanny sense of serenity covering her. And she looks around to Bill and smiles calmly and pats him on the shoulder and looks into his eyes and nods. Um, she can, he can sense a deep gratitude in her eyes. Um, Bill starts crying again. Th- <gasps> oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so Kind nice. of a cry, like a blubber. An ugly cry. 
Oh no! And she's like, "No, Phil, you're gonna start me off." And then we both ugly cry for a minute. For a minute, that's Um, ten rounds. Okay, cool. We'll lock that in. Yeah. I use, oh yeah, I use all of my next actions for the whole battle to cry. Okay, yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> By the time you finish um, crying, everyone else is dead. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think what I'm going to do for my action is, um, again, serenely cast my eye over the area and prepare an action for when Strahd appears. Because I have a mission mm. on this plane. You do. Um, what action? My turn. What action are you readying? I'm going to prepare a spell. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, at I least tell me what level where he's spell gonna... that is. Just so yeah, I, I'm I like, know you've got spell here's slots the, here's the, the problem is I don't know where he's going to appear, so things could get dicey with that. Mm. Um, my question. Okay, here's a question. Am I allowed to swivel on the spot if he appears, or like, do I just have to like? No, you you don't have to don't aim know. it. You like, can be. Can I look around and like? Yeah, yeah. You've got three hundred and sixty degree. You're looking around. Wait, you know he's going to pop up somewhere. He's done this before, so you're looking around for any okay. hint of him popping up. Okay, I think I'm going to step one too. step away from from Bill. Yeah, I'm going to use my movement to step uh, one step away from Bill, so I have a clearer line of sight for where he might pop up his ugly little whack-a-mole head. Okay. It's not that ugly, is it? He's Okay, fair enough. He's pretty ugly right now, to be honest. Um, no, he's he's handsome, but he looks pretty ugly with that personality. <laughs> he's ugly on the inside. Burn. I can um, tell. Before the outside. Yeah, yeah. I can tell there's lag happening, by the way. I keep, yeah, sorry I, about I that. I don't think it's too bad. I don't think it's too bad at all. Um, anything else from Mirakin? Hmm. No. Oh, I didn't tell you what spell I'm preparing. I'm going to prepare my only... <laughs> I keep telling the DM things, guys. It's compulsive. We all keep doing it. I'm going to prepare my only level six spell. Dang, okay. Okay, that's all I need to know. That's it. That's, I just need to know that you had one of those spell slots ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is Strahd's turn. And that screaming that you're hearing um, forms in a position behind the Baron's feet and again raises up out of the ground uh, behind the Baron. Mirakin, you see this. You may cast your level six spell. Ooh. So he's got a hat on for me, so. Mm, well, this is bad. Wait. Okay, we need to figure out team. We need to figure out how, because if I don't cast it now, I've lost that spell slot. But if I do cast Helm friendly Ooh. fire. No, what? Sorry. do it. I don't know if it's my internet that's dying or yours, but I got some that's stuttering. Big lag. This is just okay. like uh, you know when okay. Goku holds. Uh, is it Raditz? And um, <laughs> and then Piccolo fires the uh, special names. Ray Cannon special. Ray. Yes. What are we doing? <laughs> you lose it. Adam's like logging off immediately. American <laughs> um, okay. puts two fingers to her forehead and begins to charge the special beam cannon. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you've been doing. Whole, yes, you were preparing the match. Yeah. So Wait, if so we're doing Dragon Ball Z, I, I have to spend oh. the whole I have to spend the whole episode screaming while I power up, and then we're not we're not doing Dragon Ball Z. So anyone, anyone who's going to make a stupid fucking reference <laughs> can jam it. Let's get back to killing this vampire. 
Just do it. Because uh, it might. You're being you a know. real Vegeta right now, Adam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to fire. I'm going to fire off the spell. Okay, I'm going to describe um, what happens. Okay. Um, again, the eerie sense of serenity surrounds her, which is very unlike American. Um, and she mutters to herself, I've seen the goddess of the moon, Sehene Moonbo herself. I have things left to do on this plane. Let's start with you, Strad. I'm going to cast Sunbeam. Sunbeam? As I raise my staff in front of my face, a glimmer of sunlight begins to radiate from it and shoots out as a laser beam straight at Strad. There's a five foot wide, 60 foot line long. Five foot wide, six, so you're gonna just carve a path through <sighs> Petrina, two through skeletons. The skeletons? And the Baron. Yeah, through Petrina's the not Probably not through fire, Petrina, right? It's, well, uh, let's have a. It's I was looking it's, at. A, I was looking at a straight line with my ruler, and it looks like it'll at least hit the skeleton. But it's five it'll foot probably wide. Probably hit Baron Byron. But it's five foot wide, so we got to go from like let's say the bottom of your thing to the bottom of. It's gonna but, clip. Just, sorry, Joe. Why don't you just move? Why don't you just move like one step away so you get a more favorable angle? Because it's yeah, not her turn because, to move. Ah. Uh, yeah, remember I prepared the spell and I didn't know where it was going to pop up, so I just moved somewhere uh, where I hoped would ha be helpful. It's and a, it's he's popped up in probably one of the worst possible places. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tends so to do great. that. This grazes, like, Tell if it's five foot it. wide, it sort of grazes. It does, by. yeah, it's five foot wide, so it's going to, like, yeah, it's going to hit two skeletons, Baron and Petrina. Sounds. That's all right. But you, you did you? ask for it, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I can sense what America's doing. I can feel the magical energy of this fucking sun <laughs> power building up. And I just turn around and go, do it! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. Love it. What about okay, that so, um, This is where we find the Strad save on the Constitution the, saving throw. Sort off the roof. Like so, a, so, sorry, what's the what's the deal? So they ever, all of these people have to take a Constitution saving throw? Yes. Okay. We'll start with Strat. This could be really bad, you guys. This could be the worst possible move. What, I'm so scared. What about, what about, because it's five foot right, wide, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you yeah. can aim What it. about just aiming it higher? You'll still hit. Um, well, because it's. Like, raise it up high and it goes over the head of. No, no, no. I just mean, <laughs> I mean, avoid, avoid hitting four people and just hit three. Like that I, path. That I path see what there. you're saying. Just angle it a bit off to the right a little bit. Because yeah, if it's I five feet wide, yeah, I see. What as you're long saying. as Strahd's in at five feet, right? Um, if it would hit Petrina, yes, I would. Then it would hit I him. would. Basically, if you aimed directly at one of those skeletons, that one in the middle, that would uh, carry on through to Strahd um, and miss Petrina. So it would just be okay. I'll two do skeletons. whatever hits the least yeah, amount yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, allies. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's around to you. Let's roll those skeletons. Not. <laughs> Aiming directly at Janet. So, what do we do? Yeah, can we get some Constitution saving throws from both of the skeletons? Oh, yes. I'm so so I, I, I reckon Straddle beat it so easily. This is not good, guys. Do they get advantage with the purple? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have one very important thing to tell you, um, and this is bad for the skeletons, but hopefully also bad for Strad. <laughs> Something about undead. Undead have disadvantage. Ah, okay. Undead have disadvantage on the saving yes. throw, but I reckon oh. he's still going to beat it. He's still going to beat it. D20 plus three. It's 
two skeletons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I rolled Strats a fourteen. The saving throw. And okay, then you've well got that's a 13 not and a nine. So Baron and the two skeletons did not beat the DC and take twenty-two radiant damage each. Uh, Stroud. Alive. Oh, that's good. Um, <gasps> Stroud rolled uh, with disadvantage. He rolled two rolls. The first roll was a twenty-three, which would have been a pass. It would have been. Bad news for everyone. Uh, for a second roll, he would passed with a 17. Yeah, so. I knew it. I knew he'd pass. Is there any Busted. half damage? Or okay. A... Yeah, he takes half as much damage. I mean, the good news is um, because he's taken radiant damage, uh, he doesn't um, doesn't heal on his next turn, right? That's, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing about that Sunblade attacking him as well. Um, so he still gets damaged... And every bit of damage at this point. So that this the sunbeam shoots out of Mirakin, carves straight through those skeletons who are looking very light on their feet now, and uh, pushes through both Baron and Strata. I don't know how the Baron's feeling, uh, but despite pushing through, he like uh, puts his feet in and leans into it as it hits him. Um, you do see parts of the flesh on his face tearing off now, um, and he's. I'm just glad he didn't do one back, like. And then there was like two beams between <laughs> each other. Then would, would be even more Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Never, oh never cross God. the streams. Right. Ghostbusters, not, not Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, yeah, I scream out in uh, the worst burn I've ever had. Like, <laughs> I think you've really given it the appropriate gravitas. Um, worst yes. sunburn ever. Well, this re- actually really hurts. It was like a day at the beach. <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> that actually is the ultimate pain for me, the idea of being trapped on a beach. Oh, my God. Oh, people do that for fun. Yeah, I'm blistering. Um, Peeling. There's one, the, the one last thing to note is that um, I am illuminated by sunlight in a 30-foot radius, and then there's dim sunlight for oh, another damn. 30 feet beyond that. So that's shining out with sun sunlight. There is so much sunlight filling this this hallway at this point with the sunblade and Mirakin's glow. Um, and Strahd, now fully um, on the ground behind the Baron, he's still holding onto his front and he's just reaching up to sort of inspect the damage of this uh, sunbeam. Um, and he's taking these really ragged breaths and he just goes to balance himself on the Baron. Um, Don't let him. Trip him. And you hear <gasps> Watch him... Watch out for his cheesy nails. You hear him muttering something. Can you give me a constitution saving throw, please? Is he doing a spell? He's doing a spell. I but he. But no one can really tell other than you You can tell because of the... To counter it? You can attempt to. Do you have a... Well, yes, I can. They just... I can't do it at high levels. I'm ah. going to do it. Well, good luck. <laughs> Read his poker face. <laughs> so, how does counterspell work at the lower levels? You've got to. I'm all in. N plus the spell's level. All right, so the DC is 14. So not okay. impossible. And that's using, uh, your, no. using your spell casting ability. So, what is. Oh, so you just roll a d20 and you've got to get higher than 14. Plus 10. I have a plus 10. Is it. Wait, wait. Ability. Oh, is that what that is? Wait a second. I'm just having a quick look. Make it, oh yeah, using your spellcasting ability. So you got to beat fourteen, which sounds like it's not going to be a problem. It won't have my proficiency bonus. So it just has. Right. I'm pretty sure, it just has plus ten. Use your inspiration, Baron. Otherwise, you're never going to use I it. I used it. 
12 plus 10 for 22. Don't bother. <laughs> that was that was lucky because he was casting blight on on you. And that Ooh. was going to take a good that one. Good 50 odd hit points off you if you hadn't stopped that. I'm inured to necromancy though, so it would have halved it. Oh shoot! Yeah, okay, good point. Oh. Good point. Inured to death, but it doesn't matter because as he's muttering the words of this spell, you promptly cast counter spell, um, and he his hand just drops to his side and he shakes his head. <laughs> uh, you have oh. just been the absolute bane. <laughs> <laughs> of, of every spell that he's tried to cast here. Fuck me, this guy doesn't quit, eh? Um, and he musters, <laughs> he musters up the strength <laughs> to strike out once with his claws. He's rolled a 24. 24, okay, that's a hit. Uh, he does, um, a, uh, sorry, you can do something to... Necrotic damage? Some of it is, some of it is. So it's 11, 11 bludgeoning and 16 necrotic, which you will have to 8. So a total of 19 damage. What the... Oh, that's... that's I'm hurt. Um, and promptly retreats beneath the surface of the stonework. What's he doing? What is this guy's game? Um, it's Petrina's turn. And she too is just frustrated with with uh um strides popping up and down um but she is so she she is going to run over to the baron's side just to check in on him shannon's not i don't know where shannon's gone shannon's left uh checking in on the baron um and uh there's a smile there's a real there's a smile across her face as she uh nods to him and heads just to the north of the room to get a good vantage of the room. Um, and she is going to prepare um, to have a look. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to prepare a lightning bolt, one of those um, spells. But she's happy. She's she's happy to let the spell burn if if it means hitting someone else. But she's at the first sight of Strad is going to let rip with. Um, a lightning bolt. Uh, it's the Baron's turn, but Shannon's gone. I don't know where he's gone to. Um, maybe we just have he's to. Dropped. <laughs> he's melted through the floor of his home. Re- <laughs> about to reappear from somewhere unexpected. Uh, well, maybe now's a. Okay, there we go. I was going to say maybe now's a time for a break, but he's back. Um, you only missed one thing there, Baron, which was Petrina running over to the Baron. Um, with a proud smile on her face and positioning herself in the northern side of the room to get a vantage. She's at, she's readying uh, a lightning bolt uh, should Strahd appear, but she's happy oh, to okay. she's happy to burn it if she can't get a direct hit. Um, and it's and it's your turn. My turn. And he's not there. No, he disappeared down into the stonework again. The um the sound of his ragged breathing is echoing throughout this hallway. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm just going to prepare a um, prepare a cantrip <laughs> infestation. I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> just in case you spot him. If I spot him, I will cast infestation on him. Now I just want to just check something with readied actions because I just from um, my understanding of it, uh, it only lasts till the end of the round. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. 
And so if it gets to the top oh. of the next turn order, you lose your readied action. Huh. Um, How do you know where the turn order is? Well, B- Bill is at the top of the turn order. Bill is at the top of the turn order since he rolled oh, the highest initiative. Oh, I see, because he rolled 24. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's never come into play before. It's because it's it's classified as a reaction. Your reaction is to take your action, and you only get one reaction per round, and it, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not, it's not before your turn, but at the end of the turn. At the end of the turn order, yeah. I believe. I'm happy to... I'd say it'd be the end of your turn, because then it comes around to you. and um, Before your next what, turn or something. By the time it comes around to you again. Uh, per, I think it's per round. Rules um, lawyers in the chat, let us know. The rules lawyers in the chat are all saying that I'm correct. Um, well, what would they know? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the turn order? Uh, I'm just having a quick look. That's how they usually word things in the book, is like by the end of your next turn. When the trigger occurs, you can either take your reaction right after the trigger finishes or ignore the trigger. Remember that you can only take one reaction per round. Yeah, so you still, they're still ambiguous, eh? Because you can't the do round... reactions or whatever. But the round oh, no, no, sorry. You... Sorry, here he goes right at the very start. Uh, you can take the ready action on your turn, so you're readying an action, which lets you act using your reaction before the start of your next turn. So it is your next turn. Cool. Just wanted to make sure we had that sorted. Cool. Very good. That's a bum- that would be a bummer if you got a low initiative otherwise. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, all right, so Baron, you're readying the very powerful infestation. It can, it can be powerful. <laughs> That's why I called it very powerful. Uh, uh, Game-breaking. Irina. <laughs> uh, Irina. Oh, did you, so what about your skeletons? They will ready uh, bows and arrows. Okay. Do you want to get in to pick off those bats? I forgot about the bats. <laughs> we yes. all did. They're just <laughs> they're just environmental, by all accounts well, at this point. I might actually get the um, them to move as well. Okay. A little bit. I just don't want to be in line if he pops up next to me again. I don't want them to be in line. Right, right. Um, Irina, what do we what do we think we're going to have for Irina? Just do these three bow and arrows at the thing at the bats 17 oh sorry sorry i forgot about the bats <laughs> i literally instantly just forgot about the bats <laughs> 17 14 uh, 17 15 23 all of those are hits six plus six one two three uh, that's a, a max score of 14 a seven it's only my one two the Max score, a lower score, and a max score again. So nice. 14, 7, 14. Yeah, your um, skeletons just fill that swarm of bats with arrows, uh, and they drop out of the uh, sky and down onto the stonework. You did. You took all of them down from max HP to nothing. Um, Irina. I think um, I think Irina's just looking around, dishing out cure wounds to whoever needs it anytime she can she can see. Like she's just looking around, reacting, sees Baron get hurt, casts a cure wounds at level one. She's like really reaching deep into like her newly sort of found ability to cast these spells. So yeah, she casts cure wounds on Baron Byram. Nice. Uh, three plus three. <laughs> Have that six HP. Don't spend it all at once. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I want the change. I'm up to 30 HP. It all counts when it's that low. I was down to 20. Okay. Um, Bill. Uh, Bill is going to move here. 
mm-hmm. and he is going to ready a six-level spell. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming it's at the site of at, Yeah, yeah, when, when Strahd appears. Um, okay. I, there's no point in holding back anything now, so yeah, I'm enough. also going to cast Bardic Inspiration on Mirakin. Okay. What does that do again? It allows me to add something to my roll? So when if, ten minutes, I, I, I don't know how long. Oh, yeah, it's ten minutes. In the next ten minutes, you can add it to uh, an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. Oh, cool! And you can you can roll the thing first, and then decide if you want to add the the d ten. That's cool. cool. Uh, Morley, uh, Morley's going to race to be by Arena's side um, as his movement, and then he's got the sunblade out. And he's ready to just lash out the second he sees Strahd's eyeballs rise above the the stone again. But he's he's right next to Irina, like mm. making sure she's safe or as safe as she can be. I just I just looked at my spell and I think the um, radiance remains in place. So I'm just want to what the so the sunbeam. Uh, I think the sunbeam stays in place. I'll put it in the chat to Was make it? sure you guys. Huh. You get to Perhaps move I didn't it, mean okay. to roll it. So is it just like pouring it, out of you? Oh, I wanted to yeah. do the... But... I tried to do this uh, description and it said, no, no. I got, I got just roll it. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I put, don't even listen to what I just put. I just put Thunderwave in for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, well, this is interesting Maybe because well, what you didn't... Beam, but probably would have moved. What, well, what you didn't mention was with that sunbeam, anything that got hit, which is the two skeletons in the Baron, are blind. Oh. <laughs> this changes everything. Well, they wouldn't have killed the bats, but... Whatever. I don't know if they can go blind. Oh, they can. They, uh, they can. They're not uh, against... Sorry, it's a magical blindness for their I magical didn't... sight. Oh, yeah. um, okay. Damn, the bats are still around. We're screwed now. So you can create a new line of radiance as your action on any turn until the spell ends. So uh, do you think it means that this laser beam stays in place in between terms? No, because it says flashes not? out. It just says flashes out. So it's like you can just go okay. for the amount of time okay. that you're okay. um, using how, how can you go? <laughs> kind of like a, um, like a Dragon Ball Z kind of fight, I think. Would be. <laughs> I reckon you I can just aim it at the What stealing? game am I playing? Oh. <laughs> So, so no, it's not out at the moment, but um, Baron and the and the skeletons can't see. For how long? Imagine it is out, right? It's just going, but you can just aim it at the ceiling oh, if right. you're not going. It's just, <laughs> yeah, a constant it's just like Cyclops, <laughs> but without glasses on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, glad we cleared that up and made sure that they were blinded, and I totally forgot. But that's that right. They, they were only blinded, blinded until your next turn anyway, which is now, and I don't believe... True? Yeah, so I don't think anyone's needed sight yet anyway, so that's fine. It did kill Other the bats. than the, the bats. I fucked the bats. The bats. Go- I forgot about them anyway, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, American, what are you doing with your turn? Well, this is the problem. There's no Strahd to blast, so I'm a bit, like, scared to, like, prep another blast because I'm scared I'll just keep harming people, depending where he pops up. Um, yeah. What should I do, guys? You know, you can aim it at him if necessary or at the ceiling if it's going to blast Yeah, or something. That sounds... Okay, well, is that allowed? Sure. So I can None. just decide if I want to do it or it's not. It's like burning a spell slot, except you're not having to burn a spell slot. You can just decide not to. Okay. 
It's like well, you get a split-second reaction move. to do it or not, and you decide if you want to or not. Yeah, will you move it to the side or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe currently it's facing down or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I will prepare that and see what happens. Okay. Uh, it is Strahd's turn. Baron, can I get, and it's up to you, either a strength saving throw or a dex saving throw? Dex. Plus three. Oh, 20. Good one. Strider's has rolled a 22. He no. jumped, like, instead of coming up out of the floor like he normally does, yeah. this time he launches himself through the wall um, at you. Um, and he hits you with such uh, speed that you get knocked prone. But in slow motion, what we see is Strider appearing and his half-burnt like sinewy vampiric face and his claws sinking into the baron and pushing him down and all at once all of your actions unfold so Petrina her lightning bolt just soars over the top of the baron enveloping Strahd Uh, Bill what was your spell? (laughs) this is a really weird time for this to happen (laughs) Friendness, friend, friendship, or whatever it's called. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of, basically, yeah. So, um, Bill busts out his uh, <clears throat> his singing voice for the first time in a while. <laughs> Killed your bro in a well. Cast him down with a spell. We looked at you as he fell. Now you're cackling away. Trade 1,000 souls for a wish, murder and torment for a kiss. She's just not that into this. You're stalking Tatiana. Your stare was holding, ripped flesh, Nick was showing. Cold night, wind was blowing. Why are we here in Velaki? Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. Baron von Zarevich. But call you Strati. It's hard to look right. At Cross's baby. Lot of rain locked. They call him Stratty. <laughs> and I cast Otto's Irresistible Dance. To which it fails. That save. Um. Okay, so I choose one creature within range. The target begins a comic dance in place. Shuffling, tapping its feet, and capering for the duration. I want, I want to see a lot of capering. Well, he's as that slow motion through, and that lightning bolt pushes through, straight through him, and your spell kicks him. He lets go of the Baron and just starts like doing the robot slow mo through the air as he's like melting from this lightning blast. Um, Morley, your action. I was going to be swiping at him with the sunblade. Give us a roll. With advantage, please. <gasps> All right. Oh, I've critted oh again. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I critted. 18 crit. plus 15. That's 33 damage right there. He's, you've got a friend within range as well. I do, don't I? <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, waste out another 22 damage. I'd like to think he, he's comically dancing into the blade as I, like, like a baseball blade, just <laughs> right across his face. And Mirican, 
with a clear shot across the room. Yes, from the crystal within my staff, a beam of brilliant light shoots out with the precision of a laser, trying to aim directly through his brain and fry him with sunlight. And it's the fact that the sunblade has cut Strud perfectly in half that you see half of him lift up into that beam and just get eviscerated. (laughs) The top half of his body burnt, bleeding this... It's almost almost like just pouring this black goo now pouring out of his torso onto the ground as he lands onto the ground. His arms still robot doing the robot <laughs> on the ground. Uh, infestation. Oh yeah, cast infestation. Cast in, please, please do infestation. Uh, he has to do a con save, but yeah. He, he fails his con save. Uh, so he moves um, five feet <laughs> to the north. Flops <laughs> <laughs> around. 12. Okay, yeah. The um the dancing and the robot the jig that he's doing <laughs> and the infestation sees him sort of shuffling that top half of him five feet to the north, leaving this trail of black ooze behind him. The um that exp- that 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 uh facial expression, that absolute tormented sinewy anger uh, falls from his face. And there's a there's a moment of of peace. Maybe even um a little bit of maybe just a hint of happiness to his face as he he looks over towards um, Irina, and then just with his his last words, he says, "Tatiana, uh, uh, please find me and end this curse." And the top half of him just slowly uh, fades into mist and seeps down through the stonework. Um, leaving the room now eerily quiet. Irina is uh, a little uh, disturbed by the fact that Strad spoke to her with his final words um, and looks to you, Molly, and says, find me and end this curse? Does he... He tells me our, our work here is not done yet, Irina. Um... I suppose she's been in on the conversations about what's likely to be here, but let's have the group kind of explain it, I think. What you guys know, what you guys might think is the next step. Baron, is he, will he have retreated to his coffin, do you think? Yes. Yeah. Into mist, and he's probably just irresistibly drawn to often. Irresistibly drawn to dance. Because <laughs> he's dancing yeah. all the way down. <laughs> So where is it exactly from here? Um, well, okay, so you know that you could use the brazier room to uh, teleport directly there, right? And the brazier room is um, through the doors to the west, uh, north of the bone room, down the stairway, and there you've got the brazier room. So the brazier room's only a couple of minutes away from you right now. I think um, we don't tell it. Before we, before we move, those wooden barrels over there, I'm thinking I might go in and just um, break off a, a wooden strap, a wooden sor- sorry the um, the side of it because we never ended up sharpening that stake in Valaki, and I think Morley would go over and break off a piece of wood from the barrel, get out his um, non-magical sunblade, and sharpen the end of it and just hand that to Irina. Okay, um, you go over to the sort of the wine casks. Um, and you break a, a piece 
off. Inside, it's like you've just been drawn to one out of the random uh, barrels. One sort of catches your eyes and you walk over to it and break a, a bit off. And inside that empty cask, um, you see a, a small tome. Um, you may remember that Madam Ava mentioned... Finest, where the finest wine was drunk or something. Where this not a drop remains. That's right. Um, and it's this leather-bound tome with um, uh, the Zerovich uh, emblem sort of on it uh, in, in silver. Um, it looks a little bit uh, like this. And oh. it's, the, it's the Tome of Strahd. You look at... you like memoirs. You flick it open and you, you can see that there's a lot of stuff it's that has been... Um, that looks to detail how Strahd came to be how he came to be. What led to... By Strahd. Yeah, it's written by Nibai. Strahd. It's like Mon Camp. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. And Stains and Age have made most of the work illegible, but there are several paragraphs that remain uh, intact and are readable. Um, the cards oh indicated God. this was the, the history as... This is probably going to answer a lot of our questions. Um, Morley, I don't know if you want to, but you're welcome to take a moment to sort of flick through and read that to the group, or you can maybe just read a part of it. Whatever you think Morley might naturally do. I think he opens it up and very... Because, what did it say? It said the pages are very brittle, right? Yeah, and they're stained with the uh, time as well. I open it up to like a little bit and start skim reading, and my eyes are drawn to Tatiana. I found Tatiana weeping in the garden east of the chapel. She fled from me. She would not let me explain, and a great anger swelled within me. She had to understand the pact I made for her. I pursued her. Finally, in despair, she flung herself from the walls of Ravenloft, and I watched everything I ever wanted fall from my grasp forever um i'd say your eyes also sort of flick through to another part a little lower when with the mention of vampire vampire is my new name i still lust for life and youth and i curse the living that took them from me even the sun is against me it is the sun and its light i fear the most but little else can harm me now even a stake through my heart does not kill me but it holds me from movement but the sword, the cursed sword that Sergei bought, I must dispose of that awful tool. I fear and hate it as much of the sun. And Morley like pulls up the, the blade and is feeling like the energy like just course from the hilt of the sun blade through through his arm. There's um there's pride really coming from that sun blade at the moment, but with uh, it seems a little fainter. Before. It looks like the power of the Sunblade is still intact, but the 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 energy from Sergei is seeming to fade with, with almost a feeling of happiness and pride. I look at the hilt and I just say, I hope I, I hope I got vengeance for you, Sergei. Um, and I might just get you to just read through just that the last paragraph there as well. I have often hunted for Tatiana. I have even felt her within my grasp, but she escapes. She taunts me. She taunts me. What will it take to bend her love to me? I now reside far below Ravenloft. I live among the dead and sleep beneath the very stones of this hollow castle of despair. I shall seal shut the walls of the stairs so that none may disturb me. This is this is the story of how Strad came to be. There's more here as well. Details 
details his issues with Sergei. Details his own death. My God. Baron, you're the, the scholarly one. I think you should preserve this. I think there is much to learn. And uh, Molly hands the, the book to Baron Byram. Thank you, Molly. Put into my obvious amounts of positions. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep it next to the jug. Holding on to everything. Second only to the jug. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time we carry out the final deed. And remove this curse from the land. Um... So the only way back to the obviously through the uh, to the braziers through this uh, sickening radiance through the hall of bones. Um, so you're probably going to need to. I'll turn it off. <laughs> okay, yeah. great, great. We'll, we'll... Just run everyone, and we'll just keep it for the full ten minutes. Just hold... refuses to turn it off. <laughs> just hold your breath while we go like... through. <gasps> Waste not, want not, guys. This is a powerful spell. <laughs> there's a toll. Everyone has to give me a magical item. Um, there's a there's a moment as you walk into this uh, hall of bones where you're really taking just the horror of this place, um, and that the the missing uh, dragon skull. There's a very clear gap on the wall where the skull was. Um, and now that you've got a little bit of quiet, you're realizing that the sounds of battle from outside Ravenloft seem to have died down. They've just been a constant sound since you since the battle started. But the, the sounds of the battle outside seem to have died down. And you can hear um, you can hear voices uh, floor up from where you are. Um, and you, the skull the yelling turns into calls for for the group you're hearing your names as if there's um someone now looking for you um and as you walk north out of the uh hall of bones you can hear that the uh calling for your names is coming from the right from the stairs and it's only seconds before you recognize the voice and casimir um (laughs) has charged down, being followed by the Abbot and Esmeralda and Van Richten, um, all of them, oh, and Exathanta as well, all of them looking... I think Van Richten had died, that's a shame. All of them looking uh, very, very worse for wear, but ready to jump in and help at a moment's notice. And they they see you all, um, and they see you all being fine. They see that you're that you're okay. Um, and Casimir comes running over and, and embraces um, his sister um, and inspects her and makes sure she's she's okay um, and then moves into the group and, and gives Mirkin an embrace as well um, and, and is just so, so happy to see everyone okay. Um, I don't know if I've got his face ready to go. Casimir uh, says, is it done? American. Sorry, he's it talking to American. Very, it, it will be soon. We are on our way to, to deal the final blow and end the curse. And Zuglaker's husband, have you, did you find him? Um, we'll get to him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. No, um, we will get to him. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll look for him as well. You just focus on what you need to do and we'll see if we can find him. And he turns to the group and they all sort of nod and his direction. You do what you have yeah. to do. Cool. I think right, we, we move. We press on. Okay. Keep moving. You move. Uh, you move north into Rahadin's office. Find the Rahadin's secret office. <laughs> find the secret panel. Hey, find the secret panel that oh. opens the stairway uh, down into the brazier room. Is there just a 
like an aquarium on the side of the room with a bunch of frogs in it, just like <laughs> sad, sad looking frogs. Know, during the week, I was like, I was saying to Reagan during the week, Log, we were making jokes about Rahadine working in an office, and Reagan was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, yeah, I was like, right. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't have any recollection of there being jokes about him working in an office. What are you talking Sorry, about? Sorry, I, I was like, 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 did I imagine that whole conversation? I was thinking that you were joking about him, like, actually doing work. And I just, but yes, I remember his office. I remember his office. Sorry. <laughs> um, you guys make your I was joking about him sending faxes. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Look, I had a lot going yeah. on on Monday. Okay, I had a lot going on. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, you head down to the brazier room uh, and the statues, those um, iron statues are now completely motionless in the positions they were when you left and they show no signs of movement. That yellow gem that you threw into the fire is back magically in place. Oh, let's go. The honours. Who wants to do the honours? I'll go. (laughs) We um, all want to go. We all want to witness this throw, moment. Please surely. throw the gem I, in before touching the fire. Please. Just make sure you do the, at least that one thing. I totally wouldn't have. But cool. Leap <laughs> into the fire. Nearly, I'm burning him on fire. I'm good. Molly throws the yellow gem in, but also takes Irina by the hand. And the idea is that they're going to step through it together. Okay, great. They oh, both get cute. wrapped up in this yellow flame. And the, the hourglass again kicks into motion above the brazier. Uh, looks like there's about a minute in that egg timer above the brazier. Ah, perfect poach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All the rest of us eggs jump on through, I think. <laughs> okay, perfect. We jump, we jump in. I uh, look at Petrina and uh, just reach my hand out into the flame. <laughs> And uh, I guess I teleport because that's what she did last time. She just put her finger in it. Right? You see, like, a, a smile cross her face. She knows what you're doing. She is all for it. And she quickly follows in um, behind you. And you find yourselves in the same position you found yourselves earlier down within Strahd's tomb. The uh, dead bodies of his brides still laying in the east of this room, the coffin closed in the middle of the room. Someone want to pop this open? Then shall we? Yes, let's all, let's all gather around and um, prepare for anything unexpected. So, you know, just in case. Mm. But I feel like pretty confident he won't jump out and start TPKing us, but <laughs> let's all prepare an attack just in case. I don't know how yeah, long it takes for him to heal. So, mm. yeah, when we've Someone should flip it open, and and you and Irina, you've been given that stake. That's the ticket to stop him moving, right? We'll we'll kick the lid off. I'll draw the sun blade in case. Mm-hmm. And after a second or so, after we're sure he's uh, motionless, Irina, take your revenge for his mark. And she she yeah. nods. Can She's, I cast guidance? A, oh, oh, sorry, carry on. And there's a bit of lag. I can say. That's I'm right. sorry. Um, I was just going to cast guidance on Irina with a gentle hand on her shoulder. Okay. She's, um, this is a very emotional moment for her and she's holding that stake and her hand is, is trembling um, and her eyes are welling up and she keeps trying to just uh, move the tears from her eyes and, and try and be 
staunch and, and powerful for this moment. Like she knows she needs to be, but the tears in her eyes and her shaking is definitely showing that there's this is a this is hard for yeah. her. That this is for Ismark. For for Ismark. And and for for everyone that Strata's tormented. For poor Tatiana. For all of you. And with every word she's finding a little more strength. For my father, for poor Isaac, for everyone that whose path Strad Strad crossed. And she just tightens her grip around that stake. Open it. Molly kicks the kicks the lid back off with his boot. The moment you kick it, Irina just raises one hand with the stake and pauses. And you all see the top half of Strad now back in a physical form. And you can see that there's a slow healing process occurring, but it looks like it would take quite a while for the to sort of rebuild the entirety of his lower body. He's not moving at all. He's not breathing, but he but he is there. And Irina lifts the stake even higher now and just jams it down into the center of Strad's chest. Strad's eyes burst open in surprise as death takes him and draws him into the black abyss. The surprise in his eyes turns to absolute rage and the pillar stones of Ravenloft tremble with fury, shaking dust from the ceiling of the vampire's tomb. The shudders abate as Strahd's burning hatred melts away, replaced at last with relief. The dark orbs of his eyes wither and sink into his skull as his corpse deteriorates in front of you. In a matter of moments, only bones, dust, and noble garb remain. Strad von Zerovich, the dark lord of Barovia, is dead and gone. Yes! And the people cheered. And the people cheered. I, I put my boot on the, the sternum, and I pull the pliers out. Oh, and, you then just, <laughs> and then I just drop them on the floor because I'd imagine his, his, his bones are there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Bones, bones dust, and noble there. garb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just drop the the pliers on the floor, thinking there's there's no need for this. <laughs> I kind of turn away in disgust. Um, Shannon's like, oh, game's over. Bye. <laughs> Shannon's out. Shannon's <laughs> out. It's got boys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I feel I feel like an immense. Oh, oh no, no, go. Sorry, I keep no, I no, keep please. interrupting. I can tell there's lag on. Um, I feel like an immense sense of relief and joy washes over the room, a palpable sense of um, triumph. My um, wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife. Um, <laughs> from this point it's I, I i really want you guys to write or, or at least help write the end of this now there's no there's no guide for this you have destroyed the scourge of barovia um is there anything you want to do within the walls of ravenloft before before leaving we loot the body. <laughs> what's, in, what's in his noble garb? We loot, we loot Ravenloft. <laughs> um, I think I would take something from his garb, just a memento. One day yeah, he'll rip day, his clothing to like, shreds. Kills a vampire. Help get a vampire. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got two pretty good fangs right there. <laughs> you're like, um, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to take his fangs, but his garb. 
<laughs> is there like any jewelry? Has he got like jewelry on? Yeah, yeah, he did have some rings on his on his fingers, so there would be a ring. I'm just gonna take one ring. Okay, and it's like a, a beautiful golden ring. <laughs> Irina, for the next thirty years of our marriage, is gonna be like, get that gross <laughs> thing out of this house. <laughs> yeah, my brother. It looks fucking sick, babe. It looks fucking sick. Put it on the mantelpiece. No, <laughs> it's the Jim Beam babe. <laughs> this is worth so much. <laughs> um, Bill is looking at the noble garb, um, but in the same way that we in this world would look at like Hugo, uh, the SS Gestapo uniforms, like that is incredibly well made. But there's no way I could ever wear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, that's so disappointing because that is mm. looks fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> stylish but imbued with evil. But yeah. so stylish but imbued with but evil. evil. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything in here, but I do have something. I wouldn't mind addressing the army. Yeah, I've got yeah, and I would also like to um, because I have spell slots left. I would like to use mass cure wounds when we come towards the army and like mm. uh, get send out waves of of healing to all of the battle hardened survivors. Um, I've got a question for the DM, mm. and I think that I think you implied this pretty heavily but was there any curse i don't think i got cursed when i got revived because of the blessing of the because of the blessing yeah yeah you were spared well that's sweet i'm glad i didn't get cursed mm. bill still is cursed <laughs> yeah. the baron he wanted that is still cursed <laughs> defeating strad hasn't removed these curses from you um, and Bill, go- Bill, the fact that there was, I, guess, I think with Bill, there was probably a little bit of an expectation that killing Strahd might remove that. As, as good as you kind of think it is, maybe there was a fear it was going to disappear. Um, but it hasn't. It's still there. And that makes you wonder, like, if breaking Strahd's curse didn't remove your own, what are the dark powers around Barovia planning? Is there is there ever a true end to their curses? So that's a, on Bill's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question remains: Is there anything within these walls of Ravenloft, or are we are we good to go out and see the army and how they feared? I think we'd go out to see the army. The people are more important than mm. Ravenloft. We can always come back later if mm. we if we want to explore its crannies. Yeah, you. Um, <laughs> Petrina offers to um, teleport you all. Uh, to the to the um, gates of Ravenloft, just to save on some time, just to make it a bit easier. Save on fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she again asks you all to stand close, and and one by one, she touches each of you, and you disappear and appear out at the gates of Ravenloft on the bridge, looking out back towards the battlefield, and there is dead and dying everywhere. It's been an, an absolute bloodbath for. The vampire spawn. There are a lot of dead and dying Barovians, werewolves. There are still people standing on your side and they're tending to a lot of the wounded and some of the dying. There is nothing left standing on the opposing army's side. They have been wiped from this plane of existence. Get a point. The one thing I should say that you probably noticed, it was one of those things where you're thinking... Um, something's different. Something's not quite what we're used to here. And it takes you a, a little 
moment. And I think, Mirikin, you've got the highest passive perception. So we're going to say that you're the one that notices this first, but it, the rest of you do clue onto it pretty quickly. Is it sunny? There is no... Sunlight used to be so normal for you, but you've been you've spent weeks now, over a month, in this dark land. And seeing the sun at first, it kind of reminded you of the old normal. And it wasn't until you realized, uh, wait a second, it's sunny in Barovia. There's no it's always cl- sunny in Barovia. <laughs> there's no there's no clouds in the skies. There's no rain, no thunder, and um, you're noticing it, and some of the Barovians are noticing it now. And there is um, crying and tears. And when they notice you now on the bridge, standing with Castle Ravenloft silhouetted behind you, they, the ones that can, erupt in applause and cheers at the sight of you. And there's a, a mixture of emotions of crying and cheering um, at, at your appearance. Yes, um, as the warm sunlight um, comes down onto us and gives us that sense of um, relief, um, the winter facade melts away from American skin and she is filled with a joyous summery energy. Um, and she raises her staff up as she walks into the midst of the injured and uh, starts chanting as a wave of healing energy washes out from the centre of her and um, casts mass cure wounds on everyone in a 30 foot radius okay nice that that manages to bring back uh to life a few that are, are dying and manages to cure the wounds of many um that have been sort of lined up and have been um, helped by a lot of the surviving barovians uh and we're ravens um there are some that are unfortunately lost um and it's only a matter of time before the abbot reaches your side and asks for permission to do what he can to revive uh, some of those that have passed. Yeah. Yes. He, he's not got a great track record with this, is all I'll say. It's a genuine yeah. question, I guess. Like, like, I guess mm. is the abbot like going to be attempting to bring people back because he now believes like perhaps things will be different now? I think that's possible, Morley. I think it's possible. I look at the skies. A lot has changed. Hello? This is the sound he makes as he uh, takes his angelic form. <laughs> oh, incredible. Um, revealing who Probably he is. Probably from a ringtone. <laughs> yeah, revealing who he is to, to everyone <laughs> around, finally taking... Um, ownership for for who he is here in Barovia he has come he originally came to Barovia to to look after the people of Barovia and cure them of their wounds and because of stride it led to uh, monstrous twistings of of uh, of what he intended um, and he's standing there now in his angelic form and says it's worth it's, surely it's worth a try Yes, this is a new era for Barovia. We have lifted the curse. Abbot, if this works, and I look at Irina and turn back to the abbot and say, do you think there could be hope for it, for Ismark? If this works, I don't see why and not. Savid. And Savid. And Savid, of course. <laughs> and those other Duskins. <laughs> I mean, I can't do it all day. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but I think brain. there's there's like there's an agreement of um, uh, if we can get as many of the dead back to Barovia uh, to to the village of Velaki, um, maybe there's a chance that over the coming days we can try and bring back as many as possible. Um, Incredible. What are some um, what are some loose ends you guys are wanting to, to tie up before we we do just ring the bell on this campaign? Uh, we go kill Bubba Lasagna really quickly. She's dead now. She's gone. You kill her. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yes. I'm so glad we did that. Victory. My favorite victory of the whole campaign. <laughs> no, no, that's that is hopefully we're gonna. I think some of the um, things like that we might leave for another time uh, in, in the new year, if need be. So I don't. I don't want to tie up completely everything. I would like ideally to end this. Um, if it works for, for the people within, uh, for the players, I would like to tie this in a way where if we're going to end with you stepping out of Barovia and into uh, your normal lives, that you at least remain in Barovia for like a week before doing so. We don't have to cover that entire week. I don't mind if it's um, but just an idea of what you want to be doing, what you want to be setting up, and what leaving might look like. So, um, Bill... I was just going to say before that um, I said I wanted to before we like start doing mm. our sort of things I think standing in front of the army here um, wanted to address them and just uh, brave citizens of Barovia Strad von Zarevich is no more thanks to your bravery and your courage we've been able to free this land free your families and free yourselves and I want you to know that as I sing this it used to rain a lot here. Bust up my loot one more time. Um, and it's got this sort of electric-y like, twang to it for some reason this time. I never wanted to be here in Barovia. Only wanted to hang with my friends. Strahd couldn't steal Tatiana. His tyranny has come to an end. Purple rain, purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. Only wanted to see you underneath that purple rain. And I'm sure they go nuts. They do, because of your charisma is mental. Um, and you don't take no, and you don't take no for an answer. So yeah, they absolutely <laughs> love it. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping it would still be raining, and the purple light is still kind of streaming across. But the sunlight is pretty good, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Rainbow, I suppose. Purple yeah. rainbow. No? Purple rainbow. Purple rainbow. Mm, yeah. Purple moonbow. Oh. <laughs> Just layering it until it's no longer the thing it was. A double purple moonbow. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through one by one. Some well, actually, no. First, let's cover. Let's cover getting back to Velaki. Um, while you were gone, Velaki had been. Uh, oh, before we oh, sorry. leave the battlefield, I just want to say, go over to Exathanta and shake his hand and thank him for helping and tell him he's been a real inspiration for me. You're welcome, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that thing where you like palm palm something for the other person in your hand as you shake it and it's his finger? 
<laughs> would, but I'm incredibly power hungry, and I um, have <laughs> did that you, finger. You want to keep his finger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold on to this. Yeah, no, you've been a real inspiration to me. You know, I've run into a lot of undead that were making me think that my cause was maybe wrong. You know, there are ill people cause harm, but you've really made a difference. And maybe one day I want to become a lich, just like you. He's yeah, he's, yeah. he's so happy to to hear that. And he says, "Well, you're welcome up at the temple whenever you like, and maybe maybe one day you can be as powerful." And as evil as me, and we can rule this land together. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> I'm from the evil part. I, you know, I just sort of gloss over that part. Um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. And uh, yeah, you've got a beautiful decor. I want to come read those books sometime. I'll just add that to my to-do list. Kill Exathanto. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's evil. Yeah, he's a lich. He's uh, you just he's did got to go. Yeah, um, I see great potential uh, with your with your power, Baron. I can see what the young lady and he looks over at Petrina sees in such a powerful wizard. You look after her, Baron, and I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he casts teleport and disappears back. <laughs> To the Amber Temple. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, love I thought he was going to like, he should have grabbed her hand and like, boom. Because, uh, you know, she'd be into something powerful. That is true. Yes, yeah. lose, you lose, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think the abbot is keen to to get back to Velaki to um, help um, is Mark, as is, as is Irina, and, and Savit. Let's not forget Savit as well. He's, he's <laughs> also... such an important character. He's also we've there. bonded with so much. <laughs> did, we, did we even get his body? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We brought him back on a cart, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the, tra- the, the, the traversal back to Velaki is a really interesting one because you're seeing it in, literally in a light that you've never seen it in before. Um, the the windmill that housed the hags, the night hags, looks almost uh, endearing in sunlight. It looks like almost like nothing horrific could happen in such a quaint little windmill. Uh, the journey down um, through the Spalletry Woods. Property price has gone up. I just tap my, uh, my deed <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course he's going to become a landlord. He's so hungry. The traversal through the Spellich Woods um, is almost poetically serene now with uh, the sound of, of insects uh, instead of the howls, <clears throat> the howls and growls of, of wolves. And there's light now coming through because there is light to come through. American, it looks beautiful. You, for the first time, you're seeing Spellich Woods for the beauty that it is. There's so many greens and browns, uh, just so many different tones and hues of these greens and browns and these earthy colors. And for the first time, you can see just a, a few meters in versus not being able to see into it at all. And you can see this undergrowth of mushrooms and, and other little plants that are growing up and around the bases of these trees. It, it, looks, it looks like uh, a place you could, you could imagine 
taking a walk through now for the first time, being a part of, maybe speaking to those plants and communicating with the animals that, that might live in there now. Oh, not speak with animals, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of triggered, uh, you do get back to the Velaki uh, gates. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and um, standing at... at uh, <laughs> Standing at the uh, main gates to Velaki, um, ordering people to like look after some of the dead and 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 sort of looking up at the sky and seeing uh, this this large group of people headed by the the heroes of Barovia. Um, Greg waves out, "Oh, you're back! I knew that you guys could do it. Look at the sun. Have you seen the sun like this before? These are happy days for everybody. Morley! Morley, it's so good to see you are okay. Morley, um, Morley with a stern face marches right up to Greg and there's a moment of silence before he puts out his hand for Greg to grab and he says, you can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> No, 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 sir. Uh, I'll get to that. I'll be you can be my wingman anytime. And he kind of grabs Greg and like, brings him in for like a real, a real close, like macho hug. Macho like, energy, but cursed with a little bit of homoerotica hug. Yeah, there's like a slow mo laughing happening <laughs> as you're both like enjoying the moment. Um, says, Fuck that, you could be mine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't have that uh, just off the top of my head. Sorry. Fly away in their jets. But he, he can see the, the urgency that is on Irina's face. There's, there's something to be done, and that is get to Ismark uh, as quickly as, as possible. And you make your way through the town, and there's a lot of houses that have been damaged by what did make their way into um, through the walls of Velaki. But the damage is not as bad. The planning, the building up of the barracks um, uh, around the uh, at each of the gates, you've done an amazing job at keeping Velaki as safe as you possibly could, all things considered. There are dead bats, dead wolves, dead direwolves everywhere. Um, and, they're, and they're slowly being collected and moved out of the walls of Velaki. Um, you pass uh, the tavern, and you can see the, the blue water in, and you can see um, Danica and her family um, taking down some of the uh, wood that they had nailed over some of their windows and shutters. And then she gives you a wave and a smile and um, very happy to see you all back uh, safe and sound. You get to the church. Um, Lucian has been traveling with you as well, uh, obviously. And he uh, opens up, he locked the... Um, the church on the way out and he was like uh, and, and he says uh, had to uh, protect the, uh, bone, the bones he unlocks the door and um, opens the, the doors and the sun is shining in through the church in such a way that light is beaming down it's beautiful sunlight now filling up this church and shining down on top of Ismark and Savid's body that is laid out at the uh, northern end of uh, the chapel. And gentle repose was cast on him. So gentle repose should was. Should be fresh. <laughs> yeah. Both, uh, was it cast on both of them? I believe so, right? Or is Savid didn't yeah, get it? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Savid. <laughs> Who is Savid? Savid's not Savid's so Savid's rotten. 
<laughs> yeah, no, yeah. he got he got reposed. Um, yeah, I would. If, if there was anyone around, I would low-level spell. Fair enough. <laughs> Just not right now. Don't no, have he definitely did. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I know he did. I know he did. Um, uh, the abbot um, looks to Irina um, and says, are you ready? And Irina makes her way up to Ismark's side with the abbot walking by uh, next to her. Um, and she she places her hands on um, Ismark's sort of shoulder and, and wrist at his side. And the abbot walks over at on the opposing side, closes his eyes and um, says a few words, the same words you remember him saying over the grave of uh, the burgomaster from Kresk's, uh, the son from, from Kresk. And um, there's, a, there's a moment where everyone with their breath held, just waiting for some response from Ismark. And then just a rising of his chest and then it goes sort of it decreases back down and there's another what feels like 20 30 seconds of nothing before it rises again and he opens his eyes um and Irina bursts into tears um and his voice is is uh coarse uh it's like he can't quite get words out um and he says uh, I could really take a load off if you know what I mean <laughs> And Irina laughs. Irina laughs through the tears. Um, um, Empty his bells. <laughs> no. Thanks to gentle <laughs> repose, he, he kept it in. Uh, um, but Ismark is is alive, and Irina embraces Ismark. Um, and there's kind of an uncertainty for all of these bodies that have been brought back to life. It's a, it's just a matter of waiting. We need to just keep an eye on them. Have they come back with some kind of faulty um, attitude or, or some sort of uh, personality disorder um, as the abbot <laughs> also revives um, Savid and the Dusk Elves that made it through the fight are there at his side to make sure that he's okay and he too comes back. Uh, to the living and um, and uh, there's like this this moment of absolute joy and just the, the the golden glow of the sun and the morning lord just filling up this church there's it's um it's a joyous moment but it's there's so much uh um, respect given to to the power that the abbot has shown thanks to the morning lord uh, is there anything that any of you would like to say to either Savid or Ismark? A little disappointed he didn't come back as a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> is this like is this like the only option? Is like something to say to either of them? Is there still going to be time to? No, I still want to give you guys. Way. I okay. still want to give you guys time to wrap stuff up. I think, I think I'd just give Ismark a a hug when when I could and say it's great to have you back with us, Ismark. You wouldn't believe what went down. Um, does Mirikin want to say something to either Ismark or Savid? Um, yeah, she's in her um, summary aspects, so she's sort of like falling over herself to just like shake them and, you know, ah, just too much. She's being a bit much, but that's the summer, that's the summer vibe. Um, she's like, Savid, I spoke to you every day. Did you hear me be on the plane? I have seen Sehanine Moonbow. She touched me and to me, do you see it in my eyes, Savid? Oh my, you would not believe the dusk elf's bravery on the battlefield. Oh, Savid! And she starts shaking him by the shoulders. 
Uh, he's got very little energy, but he, he is so excited by everything that you've, you're t- he's taking it in. And he's nodding and he's trying to listen, but he's very tired. <laughs> he can't quite do it tonight. That's all right. Look, yeah, he hasn't come back with that many hit points. He's, he's still pretty worn out from, <laughs> from being dead. <laughs> That's okay. Americans just sort of jumping around. Mm. Uh, Baron and Bill, is there anything before we... What I figured what we, what we might do is um, after you guys are done inside this church, I figure we can... I can give you an idea of where Barovia is at after about a week's time. And then I can give you each a moment to to figure out what your character is going to, to do, what the, their goal moving forward is. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yep. Is there anything for either Bill or Baron in this church now that you guys wanted to touch on? No? Not for Bill. No? Uh, you're on mute, I think, uh, Baron. Oh, no, you're not. I heard you now. Maybe you're... I don't think I have anything worthwhile to add. Okay. okay. Full scene. I mean, it was beautiful what uh, American just said. I <laughs> would just stink it up. Um, over the oh, next... That's what Savid and Ismark are doing. <laughs> yeah. Ismark's about they to. They were. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mark's like, brace yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> um, the um, over the next the next week, um, the mists on the edge on the edges of Barovia remain. They're not as thick as they once were, um, and people have tested. Uh, well, they've 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 stated that when they get to the the edge of Barovia and look out into the mists for the first time they can think of somewhere to be and see an image of it in the mists. There are some that don't seem to have that ability. And these seem to be the same ones that don't easily show emotions. No crying, for instance. Ones without souls. And the ones who can look into the mists and see things can step in and out of the mist as they please. In a similar way to the Vistani. And what happens over the week is that a lot of the people of Velaki and Barovia and Kretsk, uh, a lot of them move out of Barovia. There's a fear that it's not over. There's a fear that just because Strahd is gone, that the stories of vampires and how powerful that dark power is could could cause something like this to happen again Um and so a lot of people leave, and it leaves the the whole area of Barovia at about forty percent the population. After only a week, there is like a mass exodus of people. There are some the ones that remain are the ones that are like we can rebuild this place to be amazing. We're so thankful for us for your work. And Strad's gone, and we can go and demolish Ravenloft and everything that it stands for. Um, we we can. We can rebuild. We can repopulate. This is going to be amazing. Um, the uh, the crew that was looking after uh, that was scouring Ravenloft for um, Zuleika's husband did manage to find it. Very near dead, but it was the description of Mirikin's divination that helped them find him. There was uh, there was some sounds of water that they were following underneath the depths of of Ravenloft. And they found these cells and had to, um, these like prison cells, and managed to fight off a few things that were crawling around in there. And in one of the cells, uh, with water all around him and emaciated and and near dead, was was Emil. And they managed to bring him out um, and reunite him with Zuleika. It's been a week, 
and he's not great. He's doing better. Um, he's he's trying not to utilize magic. He wants to show the the strength of a werewolf. He doesn't want to use magical means to get stronger. Um, and he's been looked after in the ca- in the caves where the werewolves uh, um, like live. Uh, the other the other thing that was brought out of Ravenloft um, was another very emaciated and hungry and near dead uh, Tabaxi. Um, he was found. He was found in the crypt area that you guys had been in, um, but he was found on top of a vampire spawn with Morley's dagger in his hand, having slowly and methodically taken the head off this vampire spawn with that dagger, and it just passed out with exhaustion. Um, and he is, he's within Velaki being looked after as well. He's, um, he's more than happy to have uh, magic to help him out, um, but he hasn't, he hasn't, uh, he doesn't seem to, he's slipping in and out of consciousness. There's something, as you are well aware, there's something holding him to some sort of curse. And uh, he's had very little control over his actions in the time that you've known him. Originally, he was cursed to sell you these bizarro items. And now he was cursed to show up and spin this wheel. And before you can, any time you try and answer, uh, get answers from him, he slips back into unconsciousness. Um, and he's remaining within Velaki. Uh, Morley. Would he be the only tabaxi in the village? <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. Wow, he'd be quite a curiosity then, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, he's only been a story. He's been a story that you guys have told. No one ever, uh, outside of some of the people that had traveled with you, had ever seen him. Um, and so this is the first time many people have seen Tabaxi and for the first time seen that your story of him to be true. There was never a magical wheel found. So that's a bit of a mystery there. American. I do have a spell called Greater Restoration. Okay. That lifts curses. It's the very spell I used on Exathanta, for better or for worse, mm. to lift a curse upon his being. It consumes 100 gold pieces worth of diamond dust. Okay. I should divine whether this could help our dear cat-like friend. Yeah, the... Um the the answer you get from Sihanine Moonbow, the, the voice is you now have a face for, um, echoes through your mind, and it's less cryptic this time. It's a it's a personal message to you, American. And it's a soft voice, the same angelic voice you heard when you saw her face. She says, "To rid anyone of any curse within Barovia, use that spell." <gasps> Am I? Wow. What power we have on our hands today. Um, we just need to scrape together some diamond dust, which um, we got diamond well, dust. I've got a great one um, shot for you then. Um, Bru- let's uh, get started on that. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Well, we've got um, Brian the zombie gave us some in exchange for a beautiful uh, tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine we would gather together to um, lift this curse. On this dear cat man who we have gotten to know so well. Well, we don't really know him. He could be a dick. But he has done <laughs> stuff near us, so I consider him He has done stuff near us. <laughs> it's my marker for friendship, <laughs> too. <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't been directly antagonistic, therefore he's on my good list. Yeah. Clearly. Okay, yeah, you um, you cast the spell at one of the moments where he slipped back into um, uh, unconsciousness. Um, and 
and almost like a veil is lifted off him. Uh, his his uh, you didn't notice it before, but um, is you, you wouldn't have noticed it before because you've never seen him any other way. But his fur becomes more lush and more um, saturated with with the with color. <laughs> And, and <laughs> not that kind of saturated, not, not drenched. Um, the saturation <laughs> of his fur uh, increases. And um, he opens his eyes uh, with a smile um, and thanks you just, uh, thank you, American, thank you. I, what's, how did you do this? I have been I have been held captive from for so long. I've forgotten what it was like to have a clear mind. Thank you. Uh, he regales you this story about how um, first of all he so he details that he is a, a powerful warlock, and it was oh. it was the agreement that he made to obtain those powers that saw him cursed in this way, and that bond that he had created to become a powerful warlock, has been tormenting him for decades. And for the first time, he has a clear mind. Um, I'm not sure what this means for my powers, but I'd gladly give them give them away for, for what you've done for me. This is wonderful, Needle. I don't have any We celebrate with Needle. Yeah, we get, we get the cask of, let's get the cask of wine out. Let's go. <laughs> is he, is he giving away his powers? Team. No, no, he, he, he's, he doesn't know what's left with us powers. But, but I mean, American, Sandy Moonbo did say that many curses could be fixed with that, um, that yeah. very spell. I'm looking at Brian like, you've been a little cursed lately, Brian, TBA. I wonder um, Brian, if... Um, I think you should listen to Ways American here. What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, as players, would we want to lift the, the curse on Baron Byron? The curse on... Or is he loving it? The curse on Baron is an unknown one. He didn't get it from any uh, amber uh, tomb, you know. He got it as far... Well, he got it the moment he picked up that... that uh, what was it? The ice... Ray of Frost. yeah. Frost or something. Yeah, or I don't frost. know. I'm cursed though. So no, you I don't guess. know. You're I have no idea. So the you're... rest, yeah, the, you guys noticed a change in him the moment he picked that up. But I don't know if I think you've kind of put two and two together that while you were in the Amber Temple, something happened to Baron. He hasn't been the same. He doesn't American think he's cursed. About it at yeah. the time. Yeah, he doesn't think he's cursed. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. So yeah, I don't know how you'd want to. Whether you just leave it be and see how that plays out over time. We, we don't have to answer that right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't have to. So. It's but a, were you thinking of something else that was cursed? Bill? When you mentioned there were other things. Bill, Bill's, Bill's cursed as well. Definitely, Bill's definitely cursed. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean. We know Bill, Bill accepted a curse of his own free will, true, though. That's so true. Like, um, okay, well, like I said, a week's passed. People are leaving. You guys have also tested this for yourselves. You've all stood in front of the mists. Um, thought of home and seen it reflected in the mists of uh, Barovia, inviting, inviting you to step through. But how do you spend that last week? What? Uh, let's go through one at a time. I know there's some big things that people obviously need to um, plan out for their characters, um, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe this adventure is, is a nice little bow for them and just getting back to Fandolin or your your ship or wherever it is that you want to get back to is what you want to do. So let's start uh, with Baron. I guess I just um, spend the time 
get about if there's any magical items I might have missed or um, <laughs> gold and platinum to collect. Mm. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have moved out. Maybe I could set up uh, some kind of uh, real estate quick buy. Um, <laughs> does, and, uh, does the Baron plan on leaving Barovia? Can I come back? Yes. As far as you're aware, there have been people that have come and gone to go and see the world, come back, grab their stuff and get out. So people, it seems to be like um, this whole area is not tied specifically physically to Faerun. It's it's on some sort of demi-plane. So moving, there's like a misty doorway somewhere or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I, I want to come back and become a lich and uh, the most powerful. Well, you're cutting out. I think your your gain or something might just be cutting. You've got to cut off at a certain point to speak louder and it'll yeah. come through. I just want to become an uh, incredibly powerful undead creature. Okay. Um, do you do you foresee him uh, doing like living quite uh, regularly between the two places, or um, where, does, where, do, where is he going to call home? Yeah, not not in Barovia. Right. I don't think he's powerful enough yet to become a lich, so he will. Go off and try and accrue more ones. Or, um, this is a little disturbing. <laughs> Should I undo this curse? <laughs> I feel like the more I would observe this, the more I'd be like, "This curse is. This is a curse. This is not good." <laughs> I, I don't know. Does does Baron? He's, he's, his ambition is to become. He's basically becoming evil more and more, like like an evil character before our eyes. I feel like we would want to do something about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna well, let. I'm gonna let Shannon answer say that. Really, it's his character. I'd let Shannon decide what happens to his character. Well, but I don't. I can't. Yeah. I don't even know I'm cursed. But it, yeah, as Shannon, oh, you know what? For the first time, you can meet a game a little bit. You're allowed to figure. Game. As Shannon, just to help, um, just to help speed things along at the last yeah, little. I think cross the line. I think this is not the character that I made. He's mm. not, you know, he's the opposite. He doesn't believe in democracy anymore. He believes he's a fascist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, wants, he used to think uh, democracy was uh, great. Now he thinks it's for fools. Uh, he used to hand out pamphlets and now he wants wands. Mm. So I, I don't think, yeah, I think he would be relieved if it was ended. Oh, if the curse but He wouldn't ended. know that. So, uh, right. yeah, never, never ends. He <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, stuck like that. He would be relieved if the curse was... Uh, I would say because it's uh, it's uh, there would be an internal struggle with one of these curses. You'd be, I think, you would still you, you'd be craving power. That doesn't mean you don't have your own mind. It's not like uh, there'd still be some yeah, sort but of. It's like an addiction to power. Yeah, right? yeah. And so it's, in, it's slowly changing his mind. Which in in which case, I will give Merican an insight roll. Give me oh, one shoot. insight roll, please. And oh um, Baron, give me a deception roll. Okay. And this is this is going to be the decider on oh, whether or not. No, <laughs> I've rolled a five plus four for nine. Okay. I don't know if I'll be deceiving. I just am unaware of it. Like I was. Yeah, but you're them. you're mentally. <laughs> got a ten. Baron has American. You've been keeping an eye on Baron. You don't think, from what you can tell. He's got this under control. You don't like it. No. But you he think doesn't have it under control. But you think he's got it under control. I'll just write in my notebook. 
may have to kill Brian at some point. <laughs> just next to Exophanta. Just Exophanta. You got a little kill list growing. Um, all right, that's and that's Baron's story for his goal moving forward is to be back and forth between the real world and Barovia to accrue power and to eventually reunite with Exophanta as a powerful lich. Excuse me. I think we've missed out on a very important part of Baron Byram's story. And what about Partina? Well, well yeah. Well, um, I think I think realistically, I think uh, I don't think the either Patrina or the Baron has ever been romantically interested. It's a power interest, and I think yeah, yeah. Patrina wants to stay and help um, Barovia grow um, for two reasons. She also is power hungry. She wants to learn from Exathanta. She wants to delve into Ravenloft and maybe um, take, return some of her old belongings, but also take a look at what else there might be for her. So there's a shared interest. She wants to grow, get more powerful. She loves that the Baron is dedicated. The, to make that switch to a Lich as your goal, that has her so impressed. To a Lich. Yeah. So she's she's I think she's she's has this moment with the Baron before Baron uh, moves through the mists for the for the first time, um, where she states that when he's ready to become a lich, she'll be here, and she'll be more powerful, and they will make an amazing uh, couple, not based on romance but on power. It's like this little agreement. It's kind of like, if you're not married by 40, um, let's get married. It's kind of like that. A level 40. <laughs> level 40, yeah, yeah. And that is, I think, uh, the Baron's story. Let's move on to I'm, Bill. I'm adding Partina to my kill list. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Bill? So Bill spends the week uh, kind of talking to various people. I think at some point I imagine this group, probably led by American, goes and visits the like Madame Ava and the Vistani who would not attack us on site. Mm. Um, they've left. And they've they're left gone. Before you even get a chance, when you head there, they're out. They've gone. They've moved on completely. Okay. There's no well, what, sign what, of that camp. Okay. In that case, I would talk to people who have kind of come and gone and just sort of work out how that works. Right. Because um, I want to have the option. So the thing that's rattling around in Bill's mind now is that this place is safe for now, but the Amber Temple still exists. Mm. Doesn't particularly trust Petrina. Um, like, if there's a vacuum of power, at some point maybe somebody will try to take that back over and become the new Lord of Ravenloft. Mm. Um, so he's kind of thinking about that. And then, yeah, I think after spending some time with the, the new sort of cadre of... Um, what do you call like a mini priest? Like before they become a priest, mini like, I, priest. They call them mini priests. <laughs> mini priests. <laughs> <laughs> Spending some time with the mini priests and the abbot and um, Father Lucian. Um, I think Bill has a great respect for, and was very was genuinely surprised that um, the Morning Lord could be so impact so directly impactful in your life, and it gave him sort of this faith. But it's not really where he belongs so he's not gonna like become a monk or whatever mm. of the abbot um yeah so his his plan is to go back to Faerun, seek the crowds um 
and hang with his friends who um, whenever he can, basically. So mm. this group of people. Mm. Um, I, just to add some details, I, uh, it would probably be Esmeralda um, that you chat to. She's the one that um, you've gone to her asking, like, how did you get in and out of here? How do the Vistani mm. do it since she is Vistani herself? And she's the one that maybe starts this realization that everyone gets. She shows you. And for the first time, you're able to see something in the mists. And she asks, you know, do you, do you, do you see it? And um, you do. And she says, well, if you see it, you can just go for a walk through and you'll be there. Um, and and, and then, then how do I, how do I get back though? And she details, it's a, it's a, um, it's a bit of a process. It's a bit of a harder process. If you can travel, if you're magic in the way of being able to create um, portals to the demi plane, it's much easier. Otherwise it's a, it's a very mentally taxing process to get the mists to come to you. But, if you can see through the mists here, you will be able to do it and sort of explains the process in, in depth to you. And this is where the, the knowledge of stepping through the mists happen. This is early on in that week and it spreads to others who hear about it, who give it a try and they too step in and out and find. So it's almost like you're the, you're the reason that the people of Barovia are able to understand and figure this out. Um, do you, so he would Bill ever return? Um, yeah, maybe, but one day. Right. I think it would be like, there'd have to be a reason. Mm. Like, oh shit, Petrina's become like the new Lord of Ravenloft or Exithanta has broken free from the Ember Temple mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Morley. Oh, sorry, Bill, is there, is there anything else or is, do we feel that that is Bill's uh, oh, that's future? What, that's what he's going to be up to. Um, I think he's still he's still pretty lost, but he knows that the church isn't the right mm. place for him to. Yeah. Do you think is he think. now now with everything he's seen? Is he at least a true believer of the Morning Lord now? Hundred percent. Nice. Hundred percent. Cool. I think Father Lucian hands you one of a, um, a a small necklace with a pendant with the Morning Lord symbol on it. He understands you're not going to want to um, follow in his footsteps, but he but he knows that you believe and believe fully. And he believes that even if you don't believe it, Bill, there is the morning Lord within places. And he hands you that little um, amulet. Morley. What does Morley's week look like to the lead up of, well, if I guess the question is, does Morley leave Velucky? Does Morley leave Barovia? Well, (laughs) in that week, there's something you all do, but none of you have mentioned. And that is attend the wedding of the century. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, American, I think you would be the the bridesmaid, the maid of honor, the maid of honor. Oh, <laughs> into so many weddings. I'll make. Um, I'll bring the flowers. I'll make everything bloom so beautifully for the day. And I think we're going to get married in the church. Um, Bill, I'm going to ask you to be Morley's best man. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and I'd like you to provide the entertainment for the reception afterwards. Um, Lucian, um, you're obviously going to be doing doing the ceremony for sure. <laughs> one, second, um, one second, uh, making sure you are going to consummate the vows. Yes, yes. Um, and <laughs> now, Ismark, Ismark is going to give Irina away, and it's going to be very, very touching and, mm. and a beautiful moment. Um, and Baron, you're uh. <laughs> Your uh, 
What's the, what's like the not the best man, but like the like oh groomsman? You're a groomsman. Second best man. I was at a gro- groomsman. <laughs> but Baron craves the he craves the power of being the best man. So <laughs> yes, he's delivered. Yeah, Is it like Baron and like two or three of the skeletons as well like, as your best man? Would not just no. Nope. Yes, I, I could make I could make you a bone um, a bone carriage <laughs> and it'd be drawn by skeletons. <laughs> That's a lovely offer, certainly. Certainly consider that. Um, <laughs> and I think we'd invite Davian and, um, you know, a lot of the friends we made along the way. I bloody love a good winning. I bet you do. And I was hoping you might be able to give us uh, some wine. And for those who don't drink, some kombucha. He does. They are more than happy to supply. Um, it's been unfortunate. The, there was never any further um, winery gems found. So they are cursed for now to be only able to create the mediocre wine. But they bring plenty of it and they bring plenty of the kombucha as well, to which people... You, you say mediocre, I say perfectly adequate. <laughs> Bill loves it. He's <laughs> drinking it. He's <laughs> throwing it back at the at the reception. He's loving it. Uh, and Getting other people... <laughs> going yeah, that, that was a... Bill's a bit pissed off at the wedding reception as the best man. He keeps on like elbowing the Baron, like, come on, give us some jug wine. There's <laughs> <laughs> only 50 litres a day or something. Come on, just a glass. <laughs> just drinking straight out of it. Um, and then, so... Adequate. So we, we have this, this wedding, and that's and that's lovely. And I think, I think Morley um, would be asking um, if, if Barovia was, like, the right place for Irina to stay. I think he'd like to head back to the port town where he's where he's from. And far from settling down, I think he now has a kind of a, a lust for this kind of life of doing more adventuring and less couriering, which is what, which is what he was doing. He wasn't pirating <laughs> for anyone who made that early mistake. Yeah. And so he might switch to pirating. No, 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 no. Listen carefully. Adventuring. <laughs> Um, but he'd be he'd be wanting to like yeah move move somewhere else and and take Irina with him and they could start a new life together. Irina has never seen the ocean, never seen the sea, so the thought of this is so exciting for her. She, there's a concern at first about um, her brother, about looking after Ismark, being there with Ismark. Um, but over a few days, Ismark and Irina sort of talk about what's best. For both of them. And Irina, um, Ismark knows that obviously being with you is the most important thing. And that seeing the world after being trapped in so many different ways uh, within the walls of Barovia. um, Leaving them is the best thing for her. He plans on leading Barovia. And his first step is to try and um, put up, uh, bring the quality up to that of what he's heard about in Kretsk. The ironic thing is not that Kretsk wants to be as shitty as Barovia, but they're wanting to bring their walls down. There's talk in Kretsk of bringing the walls down and inviting more people in into to expand Kretsk from what it is. Um, And so there's communication between uh, Ismark, uh, uh, Davian's son, who I totally remember his name, um, and the Burgermaster from, from Kretsk. It's not just us. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've got one more question. Mm-hmm. 
Whatever happened to um, last place Percy from the elections? Is he going to continue <laughs> his involvement in local politics? He left. He, he left through He's the mist. Through the mist. Yeah, through the mist. He's out. You didn't feel appreciated. He's gone. President outside there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else, Adam, for, for Morley? So I think, uh, okay, cool. So the goal there is to step through the mists with Irina um, back to where your boat uh, is harbored. Mirakin. Mm. Hmm, I think the wedding was a joyous occasion for all. And Mirakin um, was filled with joy at seeing seeing Molly and Irina together so happy and celebrating with everyone and no horrible things sullying the day and just the sun was out and it was just such a beautiful day. But as um as the days passed after the wedding, seeing everyone splintering off with their own agenda, um, she started feeling a deep sense of sorrow at this sort of insular group of companions all going their separate ways and there was sort of a sense of finality and um, grief for the the loss of her companions. Um, I don't know how it would go with the Dusk Elves because... They'd they'd like it to go in in every way, to be honest. I, well, I just, I wanted to form a bond with them during the adventure, but I think they might uniformly be limp dish rags, unfortunately. (laughs) You're going to say something else. I think... Like, wow. Well, I mean, it follows, it, it to be honest. Follows. The energy from the, the vibes from these men has been subpar continuously. So much as, like, there was a dream there, and I think it's been dashed by just mm, Savid's vibes are just so bad. And it's a real shame because he's such an attractive man but has no charisma whatsoever. And so Acting. I think American. I feel like Merican would return to her nomadic ways, uh, sensing there was no place for her um, in many of the people's lives she's uh, encountered and probably would spend a lot of time in in the woods searching for answers and then venturing out every so often, just trying to find someone to help as that is her way of life, is a lonely and sad way of life. Mm. But I think that's 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 what would happen. So, but you, there would be like carry on. There were there were moments of joy and triumph, and she's proud of what she accomplished. But again, she finds herself a lost elf in, in a world in a different plane where there is no sense of belonging. It's a melancholy ending. Do each of you have a place in mind for where your character would go once they step through the mist? Adam's nodding. Shannon's talking, but it's on mute. you got to speak louder. I think you've got some sort of um, game cut off, I think. I was just going to say a nice cafe. <laughs> okay, yeah. And and where, whereabouts? Oh, I think I'd like to see Fandolin again. I think that's... Okay. Bill? Before, before, we, uh, before we go our separate ways for a while, I'd just suggest to the group that we perhaps catch up in that, that little cafe in Fandolin that the Baron loves so much and uh, say... A month's time? I, I don't know where that is, but you're going to have to let, let me know. I'll give, I'll give you a map. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that. American, is she keen to meet at Fandolin in a month? Does she, where, first of all, where is she? Is there a place that in her mind of where she'll be going next? 
Um, probably just traveling around Barovia looking for people in need. Oh, Barovia. Okay. All right. Staying within the walls. I think there's a moment... Oh, Bill, sorry. And is there a place where you're planning to go next? Uh, Waterdeep. Waterdeep. Um, you all meet, uh, you know, a week out, week and a half out from the, the banishment of Strahd, destroying the very curse that uh, took over this land. And you head back to the east. You've, you've gone through the village of Barovia, and Irina and Ismark have had these conversations about what's best. Um, and Irina is joining you as you head towards the uh, eastern gates. Merrick there to say goodbye to you all as she's planning to stay within the walls of Barovia a little longer. And the rest of you with the uh, place in mind. And as you think of the place, you can see it clearly uh, in the mists beyond. You say your goodbyes, however that may look. Maybe there's hugs, uh, Maybe there's just quiet moments between the group members. Irina uh, holding Morley's hand as um, Morley turns them both towards the mist. And one by one, each of you step into the mists, leaving Mirican alone in Barovia. Well, not alone. Maybe, maybe Ismark's there at her side to see his sister off. Um, and there's just quiet as sun shines down on Barovia. And uh, Ismark puts his arm around uh, American's shoulder and turns her around and heads back uh, slowly towards the village of Barovia. And that's where we end our Curse of Strud campaign. We did it. Ooh, Man, we you. had a sad we had a sad ending, kind of. <laughs> kind, kind of, but that ma- it feels like it kind of matched the overall feeling of, of Curse of Strud. That was masterful, I- Reagan. That was a very nice ending. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Told. Yeah. Thank you for your exquisite dungeon mastering. Not just today, but all <laughs> Ooh, You guys are <laughs> well deserving of a break, uh, which we absolutely have. I don't know what the plans are for 2023 and getting dicey, but I loved the last three years of putting this, this campaign together. It's been so cool. Um, do you reckon if we're all available on Monday or whoever's available on Monday... Uh, do we want to get together and just talk about the campaign? And you can ask as many questions about as many yes, things please. as you want. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I it will yeah. be a completely open book. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, cool. cool. Literally, I, you'll I have, have the book something open. to add. <laughs> yeah. No, we're finished, Joe. You can't, there's no I more. feel like. No, 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 no. In the prologue, as Merican and Ismark walk away down towards the, the town, you just hear as Ismark walks away, you just hear. <laughs> American just like slapping him, like slapping him on the arm. 